0: This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese DeManey along with Colin Ward. Happy summer, everybody. Yeah. Uh, it took a week longer than we anticipated, but some stuff was going on last week. Colin Ward uh, was uh, too busy, I guess, for me, so we had to push it back one week. But it worked out because we've got an awesome guest on this week's show. So it actually worked out in the grand scheme of things. So, Wardy, uh, you get like 30% credit. I'll take 70 all and, uh, good.
1: I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I'll, uh, I can get pucks in deep and change. No problem. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you my golf game getting bad. It's getting worse and worse as summer goes on. I know we got the sandbagger coming up, but which reminds me, Gavin keeps getting me going about it. Keeps uh, pushing my buttons. <laughs> They're ready anytime. So I'd say we're close. A couple of weekends from now we'll have a sandbagger. So that'll be good. Um, he keeps cheering me about it, but my game is getting dramatically worse. At this point, we might need best ball
0: because oh, best ball.
1: Like no. yeah, but you, no, yeah, but you no, know, no, like, no, no. Yeah, but you might not have to carry me. Like so, two months. Like what was that? A month <laughs> and a half, Bro, how good ago? do you think
0: <laughs> I am? <laughs> I shoot low nineties. I wouldn't say that's stellar.
1: It's okay. It's it's all right. <laughs> but like you know, I went. When did we go? We went out like a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. Um, that was like my third time out this year. I, got a I actually 91. hit okay. Yeah, like it was a good round. Now, like now, like it's terrible. Like I'm not a hundred by any means, but like I'm not playing good. I lost four. I lost three balls on a par on a par four the other day. So club club throws and action just not good enough right now. So my golf game needs to be better. So. That's the way the summer's going, I guess. We open up with golf. By the way, Rocket Mortgage in Detroit this weekend. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Shout out to that, that. is awesome.
1: Yeah, no, we're. Not, I'm not. I don't know about you. I'm not a big live golf guy. I was reading some stuff about that. I not mean, a big live PGA too. Yeah, kidding? I don't. I don't get the name. Why? Why that for the like? I don't get it. But like, no I idea. It's little, like. It looks a little suspicious there When you ask me when you see guys getting like 105 million dollars up front like this like yeah that's a little uh iffy like how long is this gonna be around so it's a high risk to lose your tour status from the pga tour that's for sure but yeah. um yeah i was gonna say that
0: almost doesn't matter how much money you're making like yeah
1: it's, yeah like it, in tournaments it,
0: like you're playing golf and that's the thing with that's all sports like why when did it I become know. about money i understand like Price of everything is up. I get that. But you're in the major leagues. You already made, like, Juan Soto. Juan great Soto. Player, <laughs> great ball player. It's offered $440 million. Yeah. And nah. declines it. it yeah. He's 23 obviously, years old. Like, like, it It doesn't help that he plays for the Washington Nationals. I can tell you that yeah. right now. But it's obviously not about the game. Like, no, it's, it's about, about where he's playing and maybe yeah, but like what when, when did it become he about He doesn't that? want to
1: be in a rebuild. He doesn't want to be in a rebuild. That on uh, like he's definitely Yeah, but he's won a World Series else. already. I know that's a part that I don't get. He's only 23 years old. Like it's like, it's it just it's mind-boggling
0: to think that and I mean Matthew Kachuk in yeah. my opinion who the hell wants to play in Calgary anyways? But yeah Um, florida's nice no state
1: tax obviously
0: not about the game like william nylander it's that that wasn't about (laughs) playing hockey that was (laughs) i'm worth this much and i'm not going to play the sport i've been playing for my entire (laughs) career like shut up like
1: the best part the best part about that situation i would have dumped
0: him just because of that oh you clearly don't want to just play hockey so i would have gotten rid of him he's not helping anyways you're out of the first round every year and he can't back check so yeah
1: another reason but yeah like, and he's going to
0: have no Austin Matthews in two years. He's going to go play at Arizona State.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, some of these guys that take off and go elsewhere. And the best part about that Neilander situation when he was holding out was when Pasta from Boston and uh, kind of to the town let- and Pasta next in the media set, telling the Toronto media where Toronto bites any quote they can in the media – it escalates so quickly, but I just thought it was hilarious. When you see Pashback. I'm just happy to play in the NHL <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, yeah, so. he's not wrong. Well, what was funny is, and again, I'm not a big
0: Dave Portnoy fan, never been a big fan of his, but one of the greatest yeah. quotes of all time, a- after Toronto loses to Boston again, he takes <laughs> hey, a video on by Twitter the way. and he's like, he's like, I tried to tell the people of Toronto, they're just not ready. It's a city of losers. They have no idea what it takes. It like that was the greatest video. (laughs) Like it was again. (laughs) I'm not his biggest fan, but he went on Twitter, posted like I don't know, it was like 40 second video or something, and (laughs) like it was best. It's
1: a city of losing and well, hey, I would love to send that video out after the Jays this weekend. No, that's for sure. That's for sure, Alec. Manoa. I can't
0: believe they're in second. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I can't trust. Well, Boston's Tigers terrible. Are ter- Tigers yeah, are terrible.
1: Yeah, but the Red Sox—that's terrible. You want to talk about like yeah, broad team? Oh my! Yeah. But hey, speaking of Boston, former uh, Hamilton Bulldogs coach John Gruden. Yeah. As we translate, as we transition to the OHL, but uh, John Gruden, now assistant coach of the Boston Bruins, quickly want to mention that before we get things started. Uh, that's right on. We're on the Boston topic, but uh, Gruden's gonna do a good job there. That's a good. That's a nice staff, mm-hmm. young, young staff. Kind of, like there's experience there, but not like big head coaching experience in the NHL. But it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, yeah OHL champion. Oh, can't take that. Yeah. And and we got to mention that's this. Tough. Great great segue to the Bulldogs. I think you're going in the exact same spot. Um, congratulations to the Duthie family uh welcome yes. the newest member this past week Wyatt Duffy oh, being hey. born the let's do some quick math here the draft year so 16 oh, wait, years from here. 2022 um meet the hamilton bulldogs 2038 first round pick hey
1: yeah, hey, Wyatt Duffy sounds like a Bruins fan. Um, yeah, right. Sounds like a hockey player. I love it. So, uh, great name choice, I guess. And also, did you watch the draft at all? Because the draft, Mason McTavish is everywhere. Oh yeah, like, yeah I saw that. Yeah, what has what hasn't Mason McTavish done this year? And he announces the Anaheim Ducks pick this year at the in the first round. So that's right on to see. Uh, Mason McTavish on the big stage again this year, continuing to uh, be on the big stage. So, yeah, that's what he lives for. I also liked how the New York Rangers gave Brennan Offman his his jersey and stuff on the draft for. They flew out their first round pick last year. I mean, Brennan Offman on the Flint Firebirds. So, they flew him out there to Montreal, Mm -hmm. get him on the. And then uh, get them on the draft for introduce them to the team then and there on the draft where i thought that was pretty cool to see some of these teams bring their first round picks from last year back who unfortunately didn't get to discover that but... didn't get the walk out of the stands yeah you know that's just disappointing i'm i was so happy to see the live draft back mm-hmm. like the drafts one of the best events in the NHL season in my opinion like the draft it's a great time i mean you've been before uh, you know all about it the draft so the draft yeah, i was time.
0: at the uh the Austin Matthews draft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hey. uh, what, what was funny about that? What I think we took Dennis Cholosky. I think that was that year because we got rid of or Pavel Datsuk. Datsuk. We got rid of Pavel Datsuk that year.
1: Yes. And we yeah, moved down Chilos. in the
0: draft uh, to dump that yeah, contract. That was, yeah.
1: The Ken Holland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, Damn. that's the Steve Eisenman effect, right? He takes these contracts on. Oh, give me a higher pick. Give me a first disappear. and a second rounder to take this guy, and I'll give you a fifth. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> just a robbery. I don't know why teams but, do, uh, do trade yeah. with Steve. But what law. was
0: what was weird about that draft is all the Leaf fans were offended that the Sabers took Nylander's brother. I'm like, yeah, why? That makes no sense at all. Yeah, like take him, <laughs> do it then. Why you, you like, just drafted Austin Matthews, but you're worried that the Buffalo Sabers, and at this point, we're looking at. Like I well, think hey, it was hey, the hey. 2016 draft. Yeah. Like really? Yeah, sure. The Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. We'll, we'll take Austin. If you want knee lander that badly, we'll take Matthews for him. Like, yeah,
1: like, it's shut crazy. up. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk just to talk. That's don't what be dumb. Like to do. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of that going on right now. <laughs> but yeah. Also, um, some other OHL news, Dominic Henning back in the league, joining the Kitchener Rangers, uh, as they pop it up here, Senior Director of Broadcast Communications and Hockey Operations. So welcome back, Dom. Uh, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, Dom heading back in the OHL. Um, good for him. Yeah, after
0: spending one year, I think it was the CCHA that, that yeah. he was a part of. So, yeah, that, that's really cool. Again, he was the first uh, first communications guy and, and play-by-play guy for the Flint Firebirds when they first came into the league. So uh, to get him back in the league is going gonna, is gonna to be pretty good. Dom's a good guy.
1: Yeah, really good. We've had a good time working with him. Um, got a couple of interviews through him. Uh, Riley McCourt was a good one. Mm-hmm. Riley McCourt through Don. That was a nice. Uh, that was good work with him. Um, and looking forward to doing that with the Kitchener Rangers now. So it'll be good. Yeah. As we work on our summer lineup uh, of guests. Yeah, we've for been sure. going through it. We've been going through it. We got some plans. I I think we got some good ones lined up. I think I think we'll get some good ones. Oh yeah. I, I was thinking, so it's July, it's already almost August, five weeks until training camp. It. That's crazy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but hey, name it today, big interview today. So uh big day today for the show. That's for sure. Exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, before we talk all things Niagara Ice Dogs, of course, you, you know, it was already <laughs> gone through. It just wasn't official online uh, for anyone out there wondering. So we will we will chat all things Ice Dogs as we lead into our big interview here today in segment number two. But before we get to that, the helenka Gretzky Cup tournament roster for Team Canada has been announced. OHLers making the list uh, right at the top: Denver Barkie and Colin. You were a fan of him, well, yeah, as he got well- drafted because his name's Denver. So that helps. but um, <laughs> yeah, he he's number one on the list. Obviously, it's because of his last name's Barky and it starts with a B. But you look at the top two there: Denver Barky, Colby Barlow. I think Ooh, barlow's I think those two, those two players, and I think you throw in defenseman number one Cam Allen there. In in terms of young talent in the league, they're they're yeah. in your three of top five. I would say.
1: Yeah, Oliver Bonk's going have a really good year this year with London. He's gonna be a standout at that tournament for sure. Um, Carson Ray as well, the Kitchener Rangers, a good one. Mm-hmm. Callum Ritchie, Callum Ritchie was a guy too. Where, remember last year, the entire hockey league, when you look up when you watched Oshawa play until about January, he scored in every game. Yeah. Would you have 15 goals at Christmas? Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. So, look out for that name on the well, big stage. I'm excited to see what Richie can do.
0: Yeah, well, and that that's one matchup that I looked forward to the most in terms of the Ice Dogs and Generals, and I know the Generals were a little Ooh. bit better, actually a lot better than the Ice Dogs were, just based off of final points in the standings. But uh, you know, you look at it; everyone talks about what that matchup's like with with Quinton Musty going up against uh, Ty Nelson with the forward and defenseman, and with Sudbury and North Bay being those being that mm-hmm. division rival. You're you're really excited about that, but. You know that underrated second overall matchup between Panofemus and Callum Ritchie. Uh, it was Nothing just, it older. was ju- yeah, it was just as intriguing, and it still will be moving forward because, like you said, the the start that Callum Ritchie had to his OHL career, and I mean, you know, Panofemus, he had injury problems, and it was really his the opportunity second year, yeah, like it wasn't there for him. I mean, yeah, Billy Burke the situation. Yeah. Billy Burke put him in situations for him to succeed. Like he was taking face offs on the power play on the penalty kill, like right yeah, after a goal, just game. to keep the momentum up. Yeah. Late in games when you're defending a close lead or trying to get back into it and tie it, like
2: mm-hmm. he had all
0: the opportunities that just, you know, obviously record. a tough situation with the Ice Dogs, and you know we hope that he has that bounce back year that we expect him to have because, you know, again I think teams are going to look at him for the next year for next year's draft because for sure he, he has a lot of talent.
1: Well, that's the thing this year, right? When you watch the NHL draft, you see all these OHL guys that didn't get drafted. I mean, Bo Jelsman. Bo jelsman has yeah. been to he went to Florida's camp, just got done with the Leafs camp, had a really good Leaf uh, rookie camp, by the way. No, no, like I was disappointed because. All the media in Toronto that there's that's there. Bo Jelsma had a heck of a development camp with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and not not a lot of words came out of Bo Jell, like out the Bo Jelsma camp. Like never really heard a lot about him in Toronto, but he had a heck of a development camp there. Mm-hmm. So that's something there where um, he's another one on the radar. Him and Panofskyman are probably one and two for returnees in next year's draft. You would think Gavin Bryant's probably going to be in there too from the five to ten range um show guest, not a big deal but uh he those three those three had uh have had really good summers um Pano had a really good camp in toronto as well as it was nice to see him get that uh invite because gelsma getting two was huge but it, the fact that they didn't get drafted baffles me like like panel you can panel like he's so good enough he's get enough to get drafted 100%, right? And, he sh- and he's shown that throughout the year. In my opinion, I thought he's shown enough to get drafted this year in the, inter- in the NHL. I thought he showed enough in Niagara to get drafted this year, 100%. Um, the supporting cast didn't really get there until after the trade deadline. I thought Niagara actually got better after the trade deadline. So it was interesting to see that. I thought there'd be more teams involved, like interest. Interested, I thought uh, Josh Rosenswag would get invites too because I thought Rosenswag had a heck of a season for the Ice Dogs. So those are two guys there where I was surprised in Niagara, not gonna look at Rosenswag. I could see why he wasn't drafted, but why not get it like a development camp offer? And then um, Pano for sure, he should have got more than one to be honest. I'm sure he got a lot of calls. Toronto being so close to your eyes for him, and probably growing up around the Leafs felt that due decision, honestly. Like as much as we rip on the Leafs on here it probably helped so much being growing up so close to toronto as well and uh, bo Gelsman of florida and toronto having two good development camps with both those clubs no deal that i heard of so on the next year's draft and i think this year with the ohl not playing a 16 year old year for these guys really hurt them in the draft year because you only got to see them one year so i think that hurt and um hopefully uh next year they can show it next year it's almost like it's a it's almost like this year was that red shirt year in college where, you know, you're not like the next year's your draft year. It almost feels like it's your third year where you're in the draft instead of your second, just because of the mm-hmm. COVID year. Yeah.
0: One, could you imagine Ty Nelson gets his rookie year? He probably goes higher than 68
1: overall. Yeah. That's right? gotta be, well, it's gotta <clears throat> be, sim- it's gotta be similar to Bo and Pano where it's just maybe size, maybe mm-hmm. size. I know, I know that was the one knock on Bo because you can't, like, nobody can tell me Bo Gels was not skilled enough to get drafted or strong enough. I mean, the kid's a tough farm guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I got to stick up for the country, boys. You know that. That a boy. Like, you know that. But, like, he, uh, he's he got to get, like, he's a tough farm kid. I mean, he's out, like, you saw the Day in the Life videos on the Berry uh, Colts. Um, oh, YouTube. you got
0: the IBL model. the bay.
1: Yeah, almost had the Baycats, yeah. Yeah. But, you saw the very Colts um, YouTube video where he's out in the farms, you know, hauling grains. Like mm-hmm. he's strong enough to play in the NHL. So I don't buy that. I I was ho- I was hoping he would got picked. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, not the next year. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, Niagara ice dogs
0: have a new owner. Hey. Three new owners, actually. I should probably say three, not just one. Yeah. Um, for yeah, so Darren uh, and Michelle
1: DeDobbler and uh, Mr. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that was, you know, this is really cool. Honestly, this is really cool to see Darren, da- Darren DeDobbler and Michelle, his wife by the team with Wayne Gretzky. This is really cool. I mean, me growing up around the Delhi Travelers, it was, and I don't get to talk about this too often because, I mean, it's Delhi, it's a small town, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, this is an NHL show, but I tell you, growing up, watching him being fortunate enough to watch my dad work on the travelers back when they were like they were a wagon or he's like they were good. Um I mean I know I've told you a few stories about that like they were good. They went to the finals four straight years in, in the OHA. So like they were just a wagon and um to watch Darren do his work it was always you always knew this was going to come about eventually just because you don't see a work ethic like that. And you'll hear in the interviews, I mean, and some of the stories I've been told from my dad and like leading up to this, you hear some of the stories about Darren and just the work ethic and determination he has is just second to none. So that's a big congrats and it's pretty cool to see this uh, finally come official.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it really depend Didn't really matter where it was going to be. Like you said, um, you know, he'd, yeah. he'd been around it for so and we get into this into the interview when we talk to him after the break but just hearing about like you said the delhi days and you know working his way up oh. through the junior b c uh obviously hey. junior a with the with the 99ers and then finally getting to the o oh, it's like, what do you think of it he didn't just buy his way in like he he, he did it. do his time.
1: Oh, he's done his work and he's a really good businessman as well, but he's not just a businessman. So here's the questioning, right? And you see this around social media and for you, the fans are listening to this. I know this is a question you guys have in mind. Why the GM, right? Why are you the GM? One thing is about Darren and and you know, you're going to get this from Darren. He doesn't rebuild. He's a hockey guy. He's not just a business (laughs) guy. He's not just a business guy. He's a hockey guy. So that's something that's really cool to see. Right. Right and that's something in the in the interview coming up that you're that you listeners are really going to learn about Darren dobler. He's a hockey guy. It's not just a business guy that makes himself the GM as a hobby. No, he's a hockey guy. This is it. like it's he's legit. And you saw that with the moves he's made so far in this off season. I mean, those are 100% all Darren and it's going to be exciting to see what he does in Niagara because I can tell you right now he's not going to rebuild. And he doesn't he doesn't use the rebuild. He more like a retool. If you're uh darren's thought process yeah. but really good guy at the helm that's for sure well i mean we got some interesting
0: information out of darren on the potential event that could come yeah. to st
1: Catharines. who well that's something that need that's something that needs to happen for that city man yeah. you know that city better than i do and i've been there i mean went what's it been two years now we've been going there like you've been there yeah a long, i'm going long. on this will be year six coming up for me yeah yeah and like you know what that city is and it's not just and like you mentioned this it's and you mention this all the time it's not just St. Catharines it's Niagara that city with and plus the border being so close as well it's that's such a good hockey event to take place in this spot and um we we, don't spoil it now do we no 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 but like it's an event you need to have it's an event Niagara needs to have desperately, and it's going to come out soon. I mean, I guess you heard it here first. I guess because it's yeah. in the it's in the interview, so it's going to be exciting to release that. That's uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, I guess we we could do this for all the listeners as kind of a tease into the interview. Um, the Ice Dogs have already hosted the top prospects game. That's not the event we're talking about. Just as yes, kind of a tease. Yes, but but
1: like. That venue definitely deserves it. That city yeah. definitely deserves it. Can you imagine that time of the year, oh, hosting that event? Yeah, that would be like that'd be the best spot in the Ontario Hockey League. You think about it. Like, oh, I don't want to spoil it from the past teams that have hosted it, but you think about the past teams that have hosted that event, Reese. You think about it, like Niagara, you know, like the street that time of the year. You know, the bridge walk to the arena that would be perfect, like perfect playoff hockey weather. So that would be pretty cool to see. But just everything that that atmosphere would be great there. They the fans definitely deserve it. The people, the workers definitely deserve it. Everyone deserves it there to host an event like this. So that's something that they're definitely talking about. Yeah. And uh, you'll hear it on, you'll hear it during the interview.
0: Um, one thing I do want to mention for everyone out there. It's not officially official yet, I guess you could say, but uh, Ted Lehman, voice of the ice dogs. uh, And we're going to, we'll get into Dan Fitzgerald here for a second, Colin. And we asked Darren about him, of course, kind of what he's like, what he brings to Mm -hmm. the table, why he was the right fit for this job. But, you know, talking with Ted Lehman quite a bit uh, throughout the summer and he chatted with Dan, I want to say a week or two ago, something like that, just to kind of get an idea of, you know, who he is. He wants to meet him and kind of. You know, see what his pregame high interviews comp- are going to be like a little bit, level. I guess.
1: But I compete level. um, You know,
0: one uh, well, one good quote he took, and I know Dan quoted someone, but I can't remember who Ted said it was. But he said that, you know, once once you're in the NHL, you're there. You know, you, you can develop mm-hmm. all you want in the NHL, but um, anything below the NHL, you're you're developing,
1: and yeah, you're trying to ride the roller coaster up in the right direction
0: and I, and i think one thing that well the ice dogs in particular and again new ownership group the culture is going to be different um is you know that getting back to developing men off the ice and Whew. you know not just hockey players obviously you're going to get that flat out stud that comes around every so often that you know well, they're, they have, they're going they to the nhl the stud, right away they drafted no the stud deal. this
1: year it's they drafted the stud this year in the first round and we'll touch on that as well in the interview yeah, but that yeah. yeah exactly they need to Niagara desperately needs to work on the skills. And I like that quote Risa. you said about development, how until you're in the NHL, you're constantly developing. Even in the NHL, you're still developing, right? Because every role is different. And it's just, I like, it's nice to hear those things because Niagara, really, you haven't really heard much of that in the last few seasons. And it's nice to hear that positive vibes going up and um, it, trust me, that's going to be nice. And I like also to hear some of these quotes about like how you how they want people to play in Niagara. They want Mm -hmm. players to play in Niagara. It's got to be an attraction where they don't even have to pick you up. They want to call you to play there. That's that's a good problem to have. Similar to what we saw in Hamilton this year covering the Bulldogs. You see it in London a fair bit with the Knights. I mean, you see that around teams. I mean, Windsor, you see teams, players want to go to those spots. Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's – I think it'll be a fun year in Niagara. Again, it's tough to it's expect okay. what on, the on-ice product's going to be. It's going to be way better than it will last year. I can tell you that right now. Um, it's but a it's, it, you know, got to wait and see. Got to see how this thing works out. And, you know, Darren's put together a pretty good staff. I mean, we talk about returning ice dog, Andrew Fritch, coming yeah. back. And I'm sure, I'm sure the fans will like to see that. Keeping, well, it's been a while since he's been a Niagara ice dog, but there's a little bit of familiarity there.
1: Uh, with Andrew, and I think some of the yeah, fans York, will really enjoy that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The Niagara fans—they like their alumni. That's for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: they really like their alumni. You, you wear that jersey once, uh, you're there forever. So that's really cool. And that's the and sometimes that's overquoted, but that's legit. Like yeah. that's legit out of Niagara.
0: Yeah. All right, break time. When we come back, we chat with new Ice Dogs. Well, I'll read it right now. New Ice Dogs. President, Governor, and General Manager, Darren Dobbler. It was a fun chat. Everyone, you'll really enjoy it. So that's coming up next here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. Reese DeManey along with Colin Ward. Summer season means lots and lots of guests. Second part of the show, and it's always the best part when we get to have a third voice on the show. And what an honor it is to have uh, the newest owner in the Ontario Hockey League, the new owner of the Niagara Ice Dogs, Darren DeDobbler. Darren, uh, really appreciate you doing this. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, what's... uh? What's OHL ownership been like for you so far?
2: It's been good. It's, uh, you know, been a little, little, uh, busy right now. We've been working hard behind the scenes for, for quite some time waiting on our approval. And then now just basically unleashing all the steps that, you know, we've been working on for the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, I'm sure obviously a lot of decisions to be made, uh, um, you know new hockey staff new scouting staff I mean uh, a lot of ties to Brantford here has that kind of has that kind of helped with that transition process getting those new guys in
2: yeah I think so I mean you know most owners in any business like to bring in their own people right people mm-hmm. they're they're comfortable with not that I was didn't have a trust with the other uh, scouts it's just I didn't know them these are guys that I know and I've I've worked with in other leagues before, and I just know them and, and trust them. And that's, I think, in any business, people usually want to bring in their own people.
1: Yeah, first chair. Sure. Um, Darren, you've been around junior hockey now, every uh, league D, C, B, A, and now the L. How, what experience have you gained throughout those leagues in your time?
2: You know what? Every league's different, um, every league attracts a different player. Um, from 2000, junior D in Delhi. It's my first taste of junior as an assistant coach in GM um, with a lot of good Delhi people. And, you know, learned, learned that everybody in hockey knows everybody and it's a relationship thing, too. So you can't burn any bridges because somebody's going to be working someplace else.
1: Yeah, for sure. What made, what's the idea of junior hockey? What was so appealing in junior hockey for you?
2: For me, sorry, Colin.
1: So junior hockey, what was the appealing process to get into junior hockey when you started off in Delhi?
2: Um, You know what, I, I'm not really sure. I, I I started coaching minor hockey in 93 and then, uh, you know, started a business in Delhi and then guys like, you know, Dave Ward, Mary Spo. Bantam Bush—they kind of rebranded the old Delhi. I think they were called the Beaver Lumber Timberwolves or something like that to the Bantam Bush Travelers, and just asked me to get involved. And you know, I just loved it. You know, just better caliber of hockey, and just just love the sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, what was this process like with the OHL? When was it the de- like? I know you've always been a passionate hockey guy. But when was the process when you realized, hey, let's go for this and buy the ice dogs? I know there's rumors about Mississauga before like 15 years ago, but when when did this start to get involved in why now with the purchasing of the ice dogs?
2: I actually been poking around for some time. I talked to Sherry Basson when um he sold the area Um that was quite a while ago. I've talked to a a few different teams, um, but nothing really got too serious. Um, I guess Erie did get kind of serious, but then then this one actually went to the next level and it was a good business plan, a good business model. Um, I had a great um, dealing with the Burks and uh, we just went through the process. The, the process was kind of longer getting the deal done than it was yeah. with the OHL, believe it or not. But um, we the, the OHL wouldn't look at the process till we had a, a share purchase agreement signed. They wanted to make sure that it was a done deal before they started their process. So as soon as we got done one process, I had to start another one, and that was getting my approval.
1: Yeah, and you also you had a big name on board too with the ownership and Wayne Gretzky. How did that come about with Wayne Gretzky getting on board? Was that just to reach out to you?
2: It, it's funny about maybe a year ago, I was talking to my accountant and he did mention that if I ever had interest in an OHL team, that that Wayne might want to get back into junior hockey. Um, that was probably a year or two ago. And, and what happened was I called my accountant and I told him I needed some help back in March. I was going to buy a business and I needed him to dissect the books for me. And uh, he asked me what I was buying and I told him. And then the next day he called me back and he said Wayne well, wanted to get involved.
1: All oh, right. on. And also with you and Wayne being out of Branford, I know there was a lot of fake talk that you saw around social media about possibility of the ice dogs going to brantford. Um you guys are fully committed to the Niagara area, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. We don't it it haven't hasn't even crossed our mind. It's a great facility. Mm -hmm. We've got a long-term lease. Um the whole region's been outstanding. Brantford, as you know, they don't have a building that can house it. Um it was never a consideration to even consider moving it to Brantford. It was always going to be you know, purchase Niagara and keep it there.
1: Yeah. And what has been your first thoughts on a facility there in Niagara?
2: No, it's outstanding. I mean, the first <laughs> day I walked in there was the dressing rooms and the training room and the offices. It's like mini NHL. I've been in a lot of rinks and, you know, very few compared to that. Just outstanding.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm sure watching highlights back possibly from the 2012 and 16 Eastern conference championships, seeing when uh, that building's full and all the fans get involved into the game. I mean, I'm sure that had to be uh, part of the selling point for you to get involved with them.
2: They do. They have an outstanding fan base and uh, the sponsors and the community, um, the whole region, all the mayors, they really rally around the team and they really support it. I mean, You know, the the rink is located in St. Catharines, but we get people from Fort Erie, Port Colborne, Waynefleet, Smithville. There's 13 communities in the Niagara region that have minor hockey and two AAA zones. So it's just an outstanding area for hockey.
1: And with, you mentioned Port Colborne. And I mean, the ice dog just announced last week about the exhibition games in Port Colborne. Is that something to do with that? Just expanding the area for the ice dogs and, letting the fan base get a taste of hockey in their hometown barn.
2: We're actually playing uh Aerie and Virgil as well. So I'm going to try to pick away at a couple of them um, each year and hopefully um, try to get out to all 13 teams and all the money goes right back to, you know, their charity. Um, yeah. The one in Port Coburn is going to go for girls hockey and um, a veteran, um, assemblies So you know, we want we get support from the whole region. So we want to get out into the whole region for sure.
1: Yeah, right on. That's very good cause as well.
0: Yeah, so, Darren. Um, what well, one thing I want to hit on, uh, new head coach Dan Fitzgerald. Um, what 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 was behind the decision bringing him in? Obviously, again, the, the familiarity goes into it, but uh why was he such an intriguing target for you as your next head coach?
2: So when I purchased Milton and the OJ and moved them to Brantford, he approached me to coach the team. Um, and I knew who Dan was, and, and I knew he was a good coach, but until you work with somebody, you don't realize how good they are. So he's just a great communicator. He's, all the players love him. The fans love him. He's just a class act. He's a good coach, a very systematic coach. He's young, he's energetic, he's detailed. He just, he fits the role to a T.
1: Then with the staff coming along as well, it fits that as well with the system. And that's something the Niagara Ice Dogs have lacked in the last couple seasons back. When you look back, just system work. And that's going to be a massive addition for this Ice Dogs club. That's for sure. Um, I just want to look at the draft. Draft Sam Dickinson fourth overall. Uh, what's his status?
2: The status is unknown right now. So his agent and I talked before the ownership was approved and he was just really concerned about all the unknowns about what if this sale doesn't go through, who's going to be the coach. You haven't named the coach yet. Who's going to be the GM. What's the direction of the team. Um, So there was a lot of unknowns for him. So the agent was didn't really want to commit yet, so we kind of left it that um, we we're going to continue talking over the summer and see if they became comfortable or not. You basically told us that once the, the deal went through, we had to sell them.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. And then, obviously, you have a mass, some massive moves and building for the future and for the now, acquiring David Jesus, Squally Zito, to name a few, what do those guys bring to the table in Niagara?
2: I think we needed a little more. We have a lot of talent at the back end, uh, but a lot of puck movers. Um, We needed defensive defensemen, you know, bigger guys that could defend. Um, Not necessarily that offensive. Jesus and Reeb will definitely bring that in. Up front with the three guys I acquired – up front, I just – I thought that we needed a little more grit, a little more, you know, corner stuff, a little – again, the team's very talented and very good, um, but just needed a different type of player.
1: Yeah, for sure. Poitra as well, a really nice player.
2: Perfect.
0: Yeah, and then, well, and you talk about the guys that are there right now, and, I mean, panophemus a guy who oh goes undrafted, gets invited to Leafs camp now, I mean – Uh, you just look at a player like him and I don't think there's anyone that's going to be more motivated than him and you look at the group that you had coming in before making those moves is he still that centerpiece of the team being drafted second overall and he's still that uh, star that the league is expecting him to be
2: you know what I believe he is like we're, we're trying to make you know Daniel really rolls his lines. I've seen that in the five years I've been with him. He really gets everybody involved, tries to wear down the other team. So you need the depth. So um, I felt I had to really build a deep team. So, um, you know, we're not necessarily looking line one, two, three, four. We're looking, you know, A1, A2, A3, A4. So um, we're trying to do that. He's a great player. Um, obviously finishing and last in the OHL didn't help his uh, draft credibility, but, you know, he's got another crack at it this year. So I think we'll we'll be up in the standings this year and he'll get a lot of attention again.
1: Yeah, perfect. And also you name a captain, Captain Landon Cato. Cato, he's improved a lot since he's come in the league. And what do you see in Cato and what qualities does he bring for leadership abilities?
2: You know, Cato's uh, – you know lives right there in st catherine's his family lives there in st catherine's he really separated himself at our orientation camp um he's a very good defenseman but yeah. off the ice you know just a kid that everybody looks up to he really separated himself with the staff and just really really showed us he wanted to be a leader and take this team to the next level you know, he wore a letter last year. He's the only returning player that wore a letter last year, so we just thought it was an obvious choice.
1: Perfect. And also, 2024, the OHL is expected to host the Memorial Cup. You acquire some young guys for next season as well. Any, any interest in hosting them cup one day in Niagara?
2: We are, actually. We're going to uh, start discussing it right shortly, to be honest with you, Colin, Uh um, we've got the facility, we've got the family, yeah. we got the support from the whole region. You know, we're close to one of the wonders wonders of the world. So um I, I think it would be a fantastic place.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's such a nice facility, it's such a good place to catch a game. and know Reece and I are there a fair bit, and it's such a good spot.
0: Yeah, uh Darren, obviously with the 99ers and the bandits here in Brantford. The affiliation with the St. Catharines Falcons uh, was still there for the last few years. Has there been any decision made on kind of where those bubble players will go to develop to eventually one day play on the ice dogs?
2: Um, A little bit, you know, we got to look at the best fit for the player too. So we're not necessarily going to be putting all the players in Brantford. You know, if we have a a St. Catharines or you know, a thorough boy or something like that, they got a good junior program right where they are. So um, we can affiliate with one team and then we have affiliate at large for the rest of our players. So we're going to look at the situation and do what's best for the player, Um, you know, for our organization. I'm not really, um, you know, going to try to build up the B's or the A's in Brantford. It's just whatever makes most sense. Now obviously if we have a player from Ottawa or something, we want them close, so we might as well just put them in Brantford. But but generally we're gonna look at the whole situation. And
1: speaking of one of your intriguing signings out of Brantford, Ryan Vanettan and local guy for me just been out of Simcoe. What do you see in Ryan Vanettan's game?
2: You know what? Vanetten's uh, IQ and skating yeah. and puck moving, it just everything is just off the charts. Um, He knows he needs to get a little stronger to play in the OHL, and he's been working hard to do that. He's put on six or seven pounds already over the summer. I talked to him quite often. Um, I I think he'll he'll be ready for this come September.
1: Yeah, and he's in really good shape, formerly with Flint. I know last development camp, or last year in the summer, with Flint's training camp, I know he did really well in the testing, off-ice testing for the Firebirds. So that's an interesting thing, too. He's in really good shape. Also, my last question here for you, Darren – So what's the day-to-day process now? You've made a lot of big moves. What's the day-to-day process now as we head into training camp?
2: What are we looking to for training camps? Oh, yeah, I actually kind of cut out there.
1: Oh, what's the day-to-day process like now as you head into training camp? Now that you made some moves, ownership, now it's official. What's the day-to-day process like now for you?
2: Well, you know what? We're still um, tying up a few loose ends in the business and uh, replacing a couple of people, um, our ticket sales manager just went off to the Maple Leafs, actually. So a few things in the office, stuff like that. We've, I've been uh, Daniel, my head coach, and I, we've been interviewing all the players, you know, prospects and returning players, talking to them all the time. So every day just, just brings a different challenge. We're, we're excited. We start on uh, Tuesday, August 30th. So it feels like a long ways away, but you know, we love our summers here. We don't want to wish our summer away, but we're all so excited to get going.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, One last one for me, Darren here. Um, Fans in Niagara are ready for a winning team again. And what's just one thing you have to say to them as we head into training camp and throughout the summer, just kind of uh, expectations.
2: You know, we like to win. Winning Mm -hmm. fixes everything. And, with the facility and the location and the fan base and just, we don't ever think that Niagara should ever be in a rebuild. We think that we can go for it every year. Um, you know, we're, we have a young team. We have 15 draft choices every year. We can build in the right places. We want to develop a team that players want to come to That the players are asking to be traded to Niagara. So. We feel we can build that. We feel we can be a contender year after year, and there should never be a rebuild in Niagara.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think all fans are are hoping for that as well, Darren. Uh, we really appreciate the time. To- the time again. Congratulations on the purchase of the Ice Dogs, and we can't wait to see that competitive team on the ice come the fall. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. We really appreciate you having me on here tonight.
0: That was new Ice Dogs owner Darren DeDobbler here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Good to get to know him. We'll be in Niagara quite a few times at the Meridian Center. We, we mention it all the time. It's in the top five, possibly top three arenas in the Ontario Hockey League for us anyways. Um, so I'm sure we'll cross paths with him for sure. But it was, it was nice catching up and kind of seeing uh, where the Ice Dogs are going. Because in the last couple of years, nobody really knew where they were going to be completely yeah. honest. We were kind of thinking, okay, well, they've got some good players here, but what are they? They've got five or six goalies in camp. What the heck's going to happen? And it, it seems like Darren really has a grasp on things is early the on. Like he, he knows what he wants to accomplish this year and he's owned the team for what, four or <laughs> five weeks, maybe like
1: a couple of months. Yeah. After two months ago, probably three. Two and a half oh, months ago?
0: That's right. Yeah, it, has it, been, it hasn't been official. Hasn't been official.
1: I guess officially. I guess yeah, officially, by yeah. but yeah,
0: yeah. I should have worded yeah. that differently. Yeah, it's straight, kind of it's been official behind the scenes, but not you know on social straight media. Shooter,
1: oh. straight shooter, really good guy for the job. Very good GM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be good, good times in Niagara, and I hope the Ice Dog fans are listening to this. I mean, get some clarity out of that. You got a lot of answers. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty good.
0: Well, I, I like that he brought up the fact that the team, yeah, the team may be in St. Catharines, and I heard the Burks say this a couple of times, which is why, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to bash people. I don't like doing that. We don't like doing that here on the show, but they, they exactly. said the exact same thing. They, you know, it, it's, it's Niagara ice dogs for a reason. It's not the St. Catharines ice dogs. Like there's a reason that they have the name Niagara and the fact that, you know, they're doing these, Games in the community—they're getting back to that. Obviously, after not doing it last year, it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's just gonna—it's gonna be awesome. And the fact that we sure. can get, hopefully, for Ice Dog fans, winning hockey in Niagara again, a uh, lot of people are gonna enjoy that.
1: One hundred percent—that's for sure. And I mean, hey, it's gonna be a passionate crowd as well. Like they're gonna come out early on in the season. There's gonna be a lot of positive, like positive things going into camp, and that's massive. Yeah. So it's
0: it's it's exciting times we don't we don't like teams getting blown out night after night after night that's any sport that's not the ohl that's any sport and i mean we're kind of used to it with the brantford red sox right now but yeah yeah, it's it's winning hockey in niagara sells and they are a top three top four fan base in the ontario hockey league so fun times ahead at the meridian center time for a break when we come back the name bracket returns. Hey, best part of the summer. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited for it. So we, that's how the show will end. We'll take a break, come back here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Mania, along with Colin Ward. Time for segment number three, final one of the show this week. Before we get to the name bracket, what was it, Colin? Like a couple of weeks ago, maybe, yeah. maybe we had we were having a conversation somewhere, probably at one of the uh Red Sox games, but you had the fuse, no. I had the kit, I had the lighter. Yeah. So I think this was one of the blowouts. Which it's very hard to narrow down. There's been a few. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we started to get kind of bored. So we started not chirping things, but you know, we kind of started to have a little bit more fun than we probably should
1: have. So the biggest soccer fans.
0: Yeah, we we are not soccer fans at all. Actually, we probably hate soccer with a passion. But thought of this week's poll, first poll of the summer. On Twitter, at the OHL 60 podcast is where you can find it. So this week's poll, first one of the summer, is what would you watch over soccer? Or what would you rather watch than soccer? Option one is paint drying.
1: Uh, Option two, grass growing. Hey, grass grows when it's above 30 degrees in the summertime. It grows. (laughs) Delhi line right there, Rich. That's all. all the more doing right color commentary on grass growing. <laughs> hey, hey! Colin you know, watches it right from the seed. As I'm looking at the grass yeah, seed, well, in you and gotta you got to just your watches it. on it. You got to get your fingertips on it, and you got to like yeah. spread it out. Yeah. As I said, go through the motion on how to spread grass seed. Yeah. Oh well. Number hey. three. Food in the microwave hey that's that's not good when you're hungry
0: yeah when you're, hungry, you're just waiting so for it to work, heat so. up yeah
1: yeah you're yeah you're listening to the show right now you close your eyes you think about that like that's devastating that's that's terrible you just worked like a 10-hour shift and you got pizza
0: at home and you're heating Ooh. it up in the microwave and you're just watching like, it spin go.
1: and spin and spin
0: and then you look at the clock it's only been 10 seconds out of a minute and yeah it's and then when it opened-
1: and then when it opens, you do the Joey from Friends, and it's like, "How are you doing?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you I got I you.
0: Mean. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then fourth option: YouTube ads. The worst. Those Horrible. are tough. I mean, grass growing's fun.
1: So that's out for me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, paint drying. Like you, you look at your wall. You want to change up the room, change up the color. Maybe you're moving and you want to make it look better. I feel like it. watching the paint dry. Like you see a drip oh, of watching... paint coming down the wall. You're like, bro, I got to time
1: this to see how long it takes to get to the ground. Well, watching paint drying, it's tough because you paint it, you get done painting, and then you're like, did I just paint it the wrong color? Then you, the the more you think, <laughs> <And> you just <laughs> die. but. Like, you you're like, making fun of me because I'm colorblind? Thanks, Colin. <laughs> oh, no, when you watch paint when you watch paint dry. I mean, I've done it before. Everyone's done it, but you're thinking you're thinking you're like, did I paint this the right color? Like I tell you right now, my room right now is blue. I want to paint it red for obvious reasons. Thanks, Colin. Yes, thank you. But like, yeah, like paint drying isn't fun because you get ideas i think you get more ideas when you watch paint dry as i just described paint yeah. Yeah. but yeah it's nice to see the texture though is that what you call it the texture <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call that like what do you call that like the room well, then then you, then, he, then you gotta the see how it blend, Then i don't know sure because i'm looking around my room right now
0: about paint <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, and then you look at it. You look at the top of the ceiling, or top of the ceiling. You look at the ceiling, and you're like, "Does it match with the popcorn ceilings?
1: Like, does it does it look good? And you know, is it favorable to the white?" By the way, Reese and I currently looking up to our roof straight now, looking at the paint. (laughs) I wish we had the video recording for this, but that's a tough one. Watching paint dry is tough. YouTube's not fun because YouTube ads like. I get the purpose of it, but YouTube ads legit. You're watching YouTube. You watch YouTube to find a video you want to watch. Like, you know, like for me, I always use YouTube to watch, like in the winter, watch the wings highlights, see the OHL interviews, you know, like now you're watching the Jays highlights or me, you're watching the tigers. Um, you want to look it up right away. Right. And then when these, especially when the second ad comes up, that's like, Oh, come on. You know, like that's devastating. So. I'd go with YouTube ads. I hate YouTube ads. Not a fan of YouTube ads, so that's my option. And I'm hammering it in.
0: Yeah. So have your say at the and 60 podcast on Twitter. Uh, What would you rather watch than soccer, paint drying, grass growing, food in the microwave, or YouTube ads? That is our Twitter poll for this week's show. All right. uh, To the name bracket. Colin Ward is up first. We're gonna go east versus west, of course. So we'll do
1: this is how it's gonna work. Do you want to name one? Then I'll name one. Or I can name one, and then you can name yeah. one in the west. Every other? Or do you just want to go through might one? As we'll go all first? east and all west. Okay, perfect. So this is kind of a surprise. We haven't even talked about it yet, like who we pick. So this is interesting. This is good. Yeah. So Exciting. I guess I'm I guess I'm representing the east. Yeah. Um, first off at the very with the Barry Colts.
0: Yeah. So, so, so are we going, are we going one versus 10, like how we finished in the final
1: standings? I, I have it written down alphabetical order right now. Oh, okay. Right. That's fine. Um, so, I have Barry for, Barry, Hamilton, Kingston, Mississauga, Niagara, North Bay, Oshawa, Ottawa, Peterborough, Sudbury. That's what I have. Yeah. So, we can split it up when we actually do it. Like when we post it, we can do it like that, though. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. We'll do that. So 100%. with the, with the very Colts, I have Matt Guzda goalie. I think Mac, I think he's been in it each year. So like, you know me, I'm like routineist. So like, it'll stay the same. Not much will change, but I like, I like Matt Guzda's chances. I think he has one of the best names in the league. So I had to go with Matt Guzda and then, you know, you know the next two for sure. Hamilton, Kingston, um, Hamilton, one of the Hamilton Bulldogs, Arbor Jack guy. I mean, yep. Arbor Jack guy, it's a classic. He's in no way. He has to be in it for the last. Him and Mac user, right? They have mm-hmm. to be in it for the last go-around. This is their last opportunity. And it would be fun if one of these guys wins and just keep winning because the winner comes back the next year. So yeah. it'd be awesome to see, like, Jack or Guzda win so then they just constantly go right. Back. Yeah, I forgot we had that extra one. because yeah, you, you have the extra with the London, with Denver Barkey winning last year. So you have an extra London if Barkey's not your pick. And, um, yeah. So on the Kingston Frontenacs, Reese, you know, this one Zade wisdom. Yeah. I mean, whiz, when I Kingston, Kingston, Hamilton, Barry might've been my easiest picks just because you have to keep these guys in it. I mean, they're always contenders overall. So you have to keep them in it and they're definitely top 10 in the rankings. I would say top five for at least two out of the, yeah, out of these guys. So be interesting to see where they finished. but uh, on to the Mississauga Steelheads, this is a change. Luca del Bell I mean, De- Luca del Bell was, I think, is a, probably in the top top three, right now going into the name bracket, like best name in the OHL. I mean, it's got to be up there, so how mm-hmm. to get to Luca del Bell on to the Niagara Ice Dogs, Brennan Sieroati. I think that's a sweet name, Reese. I think Sirisati, it's underrated. I don't know if it's a contender, but it's definitely a round one contender. I mean, I think it wins a round. Um, I think. I think he's been in it before. Yeah. Not his first year. So too. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, on the North Bay Battalion, Dom Vincentis. Nice. What a name. What a name for a goalie. Um, Dom DiVincentes is your North Bay Battalion representative. Oshawa Generals, Zachary Papasakis. I, that's another one, right? He's almost done. You gotta take advantage of the you gotta take advantage of the name. So Zach Papasakis, Oshawa General's representative. Um Ottawa 67's kind of an interesting one. Cameron yeah, Ooh, Cameron Colnott. I think it's an interesting name. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like an elite contender. Mm-hmm. But there's some questions there. I think for the basic fans that are in this voting, I mean, that's their vote. I think that, I think he gets some votes. Um, So that's Ottawa. That's the Ottawa 67's name bracket uh, representative. Peterborough Pete's, Josh Cavanach. I think that's a sweet name. Um, that's pretty sweet. I think that wins rounds, not just one. I think that wins rounds. I think yeah. that's like, it's not the Toronto Maple Leafs of the name bracket reached. It's like it's going to win more than one round. So it'll make it out of the first round. So that's my uh, Peterborough Pete's representative, and then my last in the East Sudbury Wolves, Costamanicus. What a name! is my representative for the Sudbury Wolves, and that's the uh, Eastern Conference name ragged. It's
0: very solid, Colin. Thank you. Very, hear, so, very solid roster.
1: Yeah, I think you know it stacks up. Where okay? <laughs> Where would this team rank? Let us know. So, we have three goalies. So, Guzda would be my starter. Even Sentis Papazakis, two and three. Jack, I'm a shutdown defenseman. I have Wisdom, Delbel, Baluz, Sirizati, Tolnai, Kavanach. Decent. Yeah. I mean, we're going to stop Pox. Got We got the big guy up front on D. We have Wiz and Delbel, Baluz. Like, it's decent. Yeah, it like, is. Yeah. That's a decent roster. Do we tweet it out? How many wins? (laughs) Sure.
0: For this top 10?
1: Yeah. That'd be sweet. Or how many points over under? And we'll have like 50 pointing up, 60 pointing up, 70.
0: And et cetera. Works for me.
1: All right. Let's hear the last.
0: All right. I guess starting with the Erie Otters, I forgot to type it in a note. So I kind of have to copy and paste right now. I put it somewhere else on my phone for, God oh, for yeah. reason i just went
1: in my notes but uh last
0: time thing yeah so for me starting with the uh starting with the eerie Otters, i'm going defense first i'm going with russian archim Kulikov.
1: nice name that's a solid nice
0: name. name you know that guy's a tough bugger a and contender. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight yeah yeah That's fight. a contender. I mean, not that i'm promoting promoting fighting but that dude that's yeah. a solid one. Um oh, yeah. for the Flint Firebirds, I think Colin, you have a pretty good idea where I'm gonna yeah. go here. Three, two,
1: one. Amadeus Lombardi. Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a contender. Yeah. I think that... I think him and Luca del Bel would be such a good matchup.
0: Yeah, that's those guys will that go. That's an
1: underrated matchup in the finals. If Not it gets it. there.
0: The Aurora Ontario native, fourth round pick of the wings. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Welcome. So, the
1: Isaac plan.
0: Yep, exactly. Ready to go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Him and Pasquale you Z try are gonna kind of ready to. Detroit at Select right. State
1: overall. Marco Casper.
0: Stevie. Why? Yeah, that was Love, That was that was it. a great moment, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> Didn't even stay out of Marco Casper. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> That was awesome on the draft. Didn't
0: too. even wait for the TV guys to be done.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the TV, you got to give them clearance. When you step on the stage, you know, Steve Sherman's going to be short and sweet. So like, let's go. Like, yeah. Why are you talking?
0: That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Oh, Guelph was tough. Honestly. Yeah. There's a few names here where I'm like, these guys could easily. Where you easily, wish they won. Like, man, like. Originally yeah. I had Cheka. Yeah. That was my original pick, but I'm going with Jugin. Nice. Again, yeah. another Russian. My second Russian of the night.
1: Yeah. Had to go. Jugen to get one. Also, tough team to commentate because you have Jugin, Zhilkin, Like it's tough. Jilkin passed to Zhugan. You know, that's tough to say on yeah. the fly. So that's a good one. Exactly. Um, Kitchener
0: Rangers. Ooh, they have a few. Yeah. I went with Antonio Puglisi. Nice. The Hamilton, Ontario native. Nice. That's a good one. And then, of course, you get the London Knights. The champs coming back. Ooh, so do you have anyone else
1: from London? No, I just got Denver Barky. All right. So Denver Barky's back. Denver, you know, that's my favorite. Yeah, no, he's I know my favorite going into it, Denver. That Bar- went down. into the decision for sure. Yeah, Bronco had to, <laughs> had to right? Bronco. Ever since he got drafted, I think I've called him the Bronco. But he, uh, yeah, he's a contender for sure. He's got to be the favorite. I mean, the champs the champ, right? You champ until you get knocked off. Yep. The Owen
0: Sound Attack.
1: Ooh, this is interesting, man. There was
0: one dude. That I'm like, right away, had to be it.
1: I think I know, but I have to look at their lineup
0: from last year. I'm going to let you guess. Because you're a big fan of a lot of these Owen Sound guys.
1: Yeah. It wasn't Ewan's. Julian
0: Fantino, he was in consideration for sure. Porticalis? No, sir. Defenseman? He wasn't even in my top five.
1: Defenseman? It is a defenseman, Okantundu. Yep. Yeah, Cedricson, Cedricson Okintundu. Yeah. So that's a tough name to say on the fly. You imagine you're calling a game. Cedric Okintundu gets a puck. <laughs> like you know, like you got to get a flow to that. If you don't get the flow off your tongue, into the yeah, you know, like it's tough to say. So Okentundu, that's a good pick. It's a good one. Thanks, man. Saginaw Spirit are
0: next. I am going forward this time, though. Sebastian
1: Gervais. Nice. That's a good one. Windsor, Ontario native. Underrated. Underrated. That's a good one.
0: After Saginaw, I've got three left. Uh, Sarnia Sting, uh, they come up next. And I think this one has a lot to do with, you know, baseball. I am going with number 12, not the son of
1: Adam Wainwright, but Easton Wainwright. That's a sweet name. Yeah, that's a really good name. That's going to win some rounds. Yeah. I like like that one. That's a contender.
0: Like, I think the baseball fans are going to be all over that one. That's what's going to help carry them.
1: Yeah, that's like the Cavanaugh one for me with Peterborough. Yeah. Those two go out, like, I think underrated, sneaky good.
0: Yeah, well, and speaking of the Cardinals, sucks for Blue Jays fans. You don't get to see Goldschmidt or Arenado.
1: Oh, well, hopefully the Jays can win then. They better win. Are you kidding me? More breaks. More breaks. Hey, more breaks. (laughs) Let's go. They don't ask how. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. This one I, I still have trouble with, and this is basically based on him being Russian. Vancouver seventh rounder. Sixth overall in the 2021 import draft. Kirill. Man, every time I botch it. From
1: Omentikov.
0: Oh no. From where? Kuvratsev. wordy
1: Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, Kirill. Yeah, Kuvratsev.
0: That's From tough, still, eh? yeah, I mean tough one played in five games, but it still counts.
1: It counts if you played, you're in. You just you yeah. see that
0: name on the roster, and immediately I was like, Yeah, that guy. Wow, Absolutely. Yeah, that
1: guy, that guy. <laughs> that's our guy. Yeah, that's a tough one. Sorry, I was looking at the name. I was looking to see what the name was there, but yeah, that's a tough one. That'll go. That'll that'll be interesting to see where he finishes. Yeah, I've got the all import team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any imports. I don't. Wow. Costa. No, no import. I'm good. Wow. You're good, man. No imports. Yeah,
0: I didn't think about that at the time. Yeah, it's all good. And uh now on to the Western Conference champion, Windsor Spitfires. This one was tough because a lot of these names are, like, simple and, like, yeah. pretty easy to pronounce. So I was really wasn't, you know, too like this is the all name team for sure. This dude is great to finish things off. It was really tough. Like the Windsor Spitfires, like shout out to the Beller and Manny Pava because they had a pretty nice roster to deal with in terms of names. Yeah. So for the Windsor Spitfires, I am going with not him. I still hadn't made my Windsor pick.
1: (laughs) Game time decision.
0: Yeah, it was such a game time decision. It's so tough.
1: Like, man, man, it's...
0: It's uh, it's tough. You know, I'm going three game. This dude's only played three games. Do I go? Is three games enough? Nah. He was in the league, but... Yeah, he played. I just mentioned, I just said if he played a game, very true. Christopher O'Flaherty, Chicago, Illinois native. O'Flaherty played in 47, so you're good. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, I was looking at the wrong one. Never mind. Wrong category.
1: I was looking at goals. My mistake. Oh, good. Yeah, no, you're good. So, that's a good one. Going with him, Christopher O'Flaherty. That's a good one. So, I feel like we got to tweet out our lineups. What team, how many points would this roster get Yeah, in the NHL? We have to. That'd be interesting. Let us know, too, in the comments, like on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. Let us know what you think. Tweet us. Instagram us. Yeah. Can you?
0: So so oh, ignore me. Can. He did not play in five games. Uh, Could Ryabsev. Dang, this is rough. I'm going to have to look this up. It's just fun to say it right off the hop. And just hope you get it right. Um, he played in '68. So
1: okay, perfect.
0: So you got a full lineup. Yeah. You're good. All right. But uh yeah,
1: though it's third edition of yeah. the name bracket. It's gonna be a fun this one's a fun one. This is a good one. This is the first time we've done it like this, so this is interesting to see the Easter's West. Yeah, thing. after a season. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how this rolls out. Exactly. I'd say the West is strong here. So it's going to be fun to see. I'm excited to see how this run runs out. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. That is our show for today. Hope everyone enjoyed it. It was really fun. Thanks again to Darren to oh. for joining us on the program. Um, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like good things are ahead for the Niagara ice dogs.
1: Oh, for they sure. they kind of need it. Hey, mem cup. Seven cup. What yeah. a way to end it. Great
0: way to end it, Wardy. Um, Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will chat again in 14 days. <laughs>